Welcome to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. This show is created with the intention of helping others to help and love themselves. Aside from weekly skin tips, you will hear me spotlight extraordinary souls from around the world who are making a difference by helping others in their own way. You may also hear me follow up with a guest I have hypnotized on an online edition of Love from the Hip, which is available on YouTube. Together, we can all make a difference, and it begins with love. Love from the hip. The Greek prefix epi in epigenetics implies that it is in addition to or above genetics. It was originally conceived in 1942 by British developmental psychologist and embryologist Conrad Waddington to describe the existence of mechanisms of inheritance in addition to standard genetics. Epigenetics can be defined as any process that alters gene activity without actually changing the original DNA sequence. These gene modifications are then passed on to newly birthed daughter cells and can be inherited by offspring. In 1956, Waddington published a paper in the Evolution Journal in which he succeeded in integrating transgenerational epigenetic inheritance into research. By altering the environment and chemical stimulus of embryo fruit flies in his developmental studies, he was able to actually change their thorax and wing structure. His next step was to breed the fruit fly exhibiting the new characteristic. Only after a relatively small number of generations, he discovered that he could not only breed them, but also he obtained a vigorous inheritance of the new character without applying the environmental stimulus. The new characteristic had become locked into the genetics of the fruit fly, which he called genetic assimilation. Waddington succeeded at showing that an acquired characteristic could be first inherited, which is known now as a soft inheritance or epigenetic inheritance. He also proved that it could then be assimilated into becoming standard or a hard genetic inheritance. The way in which Waddington was able to change the character of the fruit fly was through first discovering what forms of developmental plasticity exist in a population. And plasticity, as in brain plasticity, refers to the brain's ability to change and adapt as a result of experience. So essentially, by exploiting the plasticity that already existed, he was able to mimic a path that evolution itself would have likely taken. His research showed that the gene variant also existed but needed the right environment to be present. In 2013, a study done at Emory University found that the children and grandchildren of the mice they trained to fear the smell of almonds with electric shock were also afraid of the smell. This information of fearing the smell was not passed down through social communication, but rather through inheritance. Even by breeding the mice in vitro, these mice too exhibited the same trauma. This is another example of epigenetics or alteration of DNA through environmental stimulus. This study showed how trauma can get passed down without even experiencing the trauma firsthand. So not only may you have inherited your grandma's eye color, but you may have also inherited her predisposition towards depression as well. This may explain why some children exhibit depression or anxiety without having any stimuli or environmental factors to cause it. The findings from this study just proves that evolution is much more complex than we once thought it to be. And Waddington was the first to open our eyes to this and call for increased studies with experimental sciences and opportunity for more adaptation through epigenetic regulation. World-leading experimental psychologist and neuroscientist Elaine Fox spent much of her research trying to find the roots of pessimism and optimism in the brain. She is recognized for her discovery of the optimism gene. 
in her book, Rainy Brain, Sunny Brain, How to Retrain Your Brain to Overcome Pessimism and Achieve a More Positive Outlook, she explains that a serotonin transporter is a plasticity gene, and those with this gene would benefit from support, but also would be more severely affected by abuse and lack of support. The serotonin transporter gene has been linked to depression, anxiety, OCD, PTSD, autism, addiction, and other mental disorders. Fox also explains that anything that happens at a young age will have a long-lasting effect, and the influences are the effects of the environment working through the gene. So the question remains, is epigenetics reversible? Before we discuss this, it is important to share, while deficiency and weaknesses may get passed down from past generations, so too do strengths and resiliences. But yes, research has proven that epigenetics is indeed reversible by rewiring the brain or rewiring the plasticity through meditation, hypnosis, neurolinguistic programming, neurofeedback, EMDR, behavioral therapy, and other mind modalities as well as drug therapy and even just being in nature. Epigenetics essentially gives us power over our health and control over the destiny of our genes. As you sit there listening today, I encourage you to ask yourself if the issues you are struggling with feel like yours or not, and how the environment you are creating for yourself may be helping or hindering your overall health and well-being. And then ponder how you can take back your power to heal yourself, break the chain, and clean up your environment so that you are not only living your best life, but also so the disease and deficits stop with you. And if you aren't sure how, well, then you're in luck because that's what this show is all about. Today, I have the pleasure of having Dr. Renee Mudry on my show. She is an educational psychologist, associate professor, author and owner and founder of Transcendent Heart Life Coaching. She will share tips for epigenetic healing and how to break the chain, as well as her journey, her book, Deconstructing Your Identity to Heal, and so much more. So stick around after this quick break. Your skin is your body's largest organ. Care for it properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers several clinical facial treatments to help stimulate collagen production, eliminate toxins, boost circulation, and deeply cleanse. See a new you in your mirror. Clinical facials range from $90 and up. Do your face a favor. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles one clinical facial at a time. Learn more, sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K. K-U-R-A-SkinAndMind.com. Going against the grain has never been this much fun. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and to subscribe and share my YouTube channel and podcast on Podcast One, Love from the Hip, and that's H-Y-P. Today, I have the pleasure of having Dr. Renee Mudry on my show. She is an educational psychologist, associate professor, author, and owner and founder of Transcendent Heart Life Coaching. Hi, Dr. Renee. How are you today? I am fantastic. How are you? Great. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Where are you joining us from? I am in Fairlawn, Ohio, just a little bit south of Akron. Oh, nice. Are you still experiencing that warm weather I heard was lingering? 
No, it actually was freezing this morning. It was about 40 degrees and I had to put on a winter coat. I was not happy. (laughs) (laughs) The same has been happening over here. (laughs) Yes, yes. I'm ready to keep summer all year long. So whatever we have to do, we can change the genes. We can change the weather. Let's do that. (laughs) Right. Let's do it. (laughs) So what ailments or disease did you come to find you had to face that wasn't yours? Oh, I have a list. I mean, just a litany of things that I've gone through. I have struggled with anxiety and panic disorder from the time that I was very little. Probably, I think my family mentioned that I was probably about three or four when I started to experience that. And um, I went through that well into my early 30s. And after that, I began to struggle with the ability to get pregnant. So infertility was another issue that I was facing in my mid to late 30s. Um, I was very fortunate to go on and have two children after that. And then after the birth of my son, I found myself with the diagnosis of melanoma cancer, which then spread to my kidney. So I have had a slew of things, one after the other, after the other in a way, but um, hopefully we're going to keep it there and yeah. say that the rest of my life is, is going to be completely disease free. Absolutely. So how did you come to find out that these weren't in fact yours? You know, at first, you know, I certainly wasn't aware of that, but I will say from, you know, a very young age, I had always been very intuitive, very clairvoyant, um, you know, just with these gifts that I didn't quite understand, despite later on in life, my mother did communicate with me that this was a a family trait of Mm. ours on her side, that we all had these giftings, but I didn't quite know what it was. So I sort of always knew there was something that was attached to me, connected to me that felt very heavy, um, sort of as an emotional burden and, you know, like a black shadow that was sort of always over me. And I didn't quite know what it was until I went on um, to study psychology and and you know started to look into some of Carl Jung's work and things of that nature I really started to look into this idea of intergenerational wounding mm-hmm. and at that point things started to connect to me that these things were connected to me that were more so of my father or even my grandmother more mm-hmm. so when I looked back and I was actually living the life of my dad's mom and she Um, passed away from cancer. She had all sorts of things, anxiety, depression, things like that. My father did as well, but started to study and realized, oh, this is what this is. And started to come across some of the, you know, uh, workings that showed us that these things, as you mentioned in your monologue, are very much connected to people through your DNA um, and and inheriting these aspects. So it kind of came through this I always kind of knew it, but I didn't know why I knew it until I got that sense of what I studied and it helped me unravel that. Okay. And do you also think that that heaviness that you felt at such a young age was also just being empathic, highly empathic? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And and not knowing what's happening to you, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, absorbing every bit of everyone's energy all of the time. And yeah, absolutely. So how many generations do you believe get passed down? Well, we do know through our research that, you know, we're looking at second generation as being an imprint in the DNA. So, you know, can we go further back? Of course we can, but knowing that whatever that person two generations back and then that person two generations back, you know, so we're definitely can go back many, many generations, but the imprinting tends to repeat itself about every second generation. Okay. And so after you've recognized who it's from, 
is it then important to heal it? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I, I even did a live today on social media with a colleague of mine, and we were talking about women who were even thinking about conceiving, mm. how important this is to do this healing work before you get pregnant. But it's not too late if you are pregnant or if you've already had your child, it's completely okay not to panic. But, you know, to do it before you um, have some little one growing in your womb, because it's not only the DNA, right? But mm -hmm. it's also the entire womb experience. And so we know you know, what we know about epigenetics is that that womb time is so critical to how we can break the cycle. Right. And so the more that mom does before and also during, um, you know, this, this period of um, having a child is really important to breaking the cycle. So then how does it work for someone like me who already has a 16-year-old that's going going on 40? <laughs> Is it yeah, too exactly. late? <laughs> no, it's never too late to mm -hmm. do the work. It's just that you both would be deconstructing your own identities at this point. I and see. so the interdependence, the interaction effect of the two of you, you know, is always spiritually there. It's etherically there. Mm -hmm. But now you're in two separate containers, vessels, right? And so the work would just need to be done for both of you on your own. That's yeah. all that would have to happen. So um, you get a two for one when yeah. you're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. right. Well, with that, we're going to have to take a break. But remember, this is a live show. And if you're experiencing an ailment, disease, or emotion, and would like to ask Dr. Renee Mudry if it's yours or your ancestors, feel free to call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527 after this quick break. Post-traumatic stress syndrome affects people from all walks of life, triggered by sexual assault, traffic, collisions, warfare, or other threats to life. PTSD is a killer. Every day, an average of 22 veterans commit suicide due in part to PTSD. Retired U.S. Colonel Debbie Simpson struggled with her own PTSD, following a military career specializing in critical care. Debbie turned to dancing as a way to heal unresolved grief, guilt, and shame caused by the losses of war. The benefits were so great that she founded the nonprofit Battlefield to Ballroom, a unique approach to assisting other brave warriors. Battlefield to Ballroom has partnered with famed dance company Arthur Murray International to help veterans in need. If you or someone you know can benefit, log on now to battlefieldtoballroom.org. That's Battlefield the number two ballroom.org life is a dance and you can give the gift of the first steps towards recovery donate at battlefield to ballroom.org today microneedling is a revolutionary treatment that can help reduce the appearance of acne scars fine lines pigmentation wrinkles even improve the appearance of stretch marks by stimulating collagen and elastin sakura skin and mind specializes in this procedure that jump starts your body's natural healing process sakura skin and mind believes in not only keeping the skin up to date with the latest trends in the skincare industry but also keeping the skin beautiful fast pretty, painless, and affordable. Find out more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. At Madsen Medical Spa, our goal is a healthy, beautiful you. We're a full-service medical spa, but our focus is educating people on maintaining health and wellness. We're excited to announce a new addition to our menu, Nootropic Popular Beverage. 
This magical drink formulation alleviates unnecessary snacking while keeping you focused and alert throughout your day. It satisfies your hunger, renews your energy, enhances your mood, diminishes aches and pains. Essentially, it makes you happy. And who doesn't want to be happy? Patients have already been raving about Nootropic popular beverage. They've elevated their mood while losing inches in the process. It's safe, natural, fast, and effective. Drink happy, feel happy. Nootropic popular beverage, happiness in a cup. Available at happytoelevate.com. That's H-A-P-P-Y-T-O-E-L-E-V-A-T-E.com. Or call 206-234-9188. Warning, you may feel happy. Hypnotherapy helps you discover and explore deep, sustainable life changes. Let Sakura guide your communication with your unconscious mind. Rid yourself of negative behaviors, fears, pains, and emotions. Weight loss, smoking, childhood drama, chronic pain, and much more can be addressed. Begin healing now. Just $100 for the first session. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A Skin and Mind. Com. Bring out the healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. Working hard to put a smile on your face. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Left from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. Don't forget to tune in right here on KKNW every Wednesday at 2 to 3 p.m. for more Love from the Hip. Today I have the pleasure of interviewing Dr. Renee Mudry on my show. She is an educational psychologist, associate professor, author, an owner and founder of Transcendent Heart Life Coaching. And if you are experiencing an ailment, disease, or emotion, would like to ask Dr. Renee if it's yours or your ancestors, then feel free to call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. So I want to ask you if you could maybe give some tips for my listeners on how to discover what is theirs and what isn't. That's a really good question. I think, again, it kind of go back to being able to trust your intuitive system, right? We're not really trained from being really young on how to tap into our intuition. We, we tend to get consumed with what that anxiety feels like or fear or butterflies or nervousness. And so when we start to feel a sort of looming feeling that sort of stays with us for a very long period of time um, causes, you know, really significant um, disorientation. Um, other symptoms can be um, different bodily sensations that you experience. There could be tingling, there could be vibrations, there could be, um, people have even noted it as humming, you know, this mm. sort of feeling within their muscles, within their cells. When they get sick, they feel it before they even get sick. And while they have it, it's a very strange sensation. It's not just a typical, oh, I know this is just, you know, a flu or a cold and it goes away. But there's this thing that kind of wakes you up and says, this feels really odd, even when it's just a traditional sort of ailment like a cold or the flu. And so there is this sort of deep rooted feeling that you get on a cellular level, um, on a spiritual level, that you, you really do feel that something feels heavier and really out of place. But again, without that ability to trust your intuition, you kind of might miss that. Okay. And would meditation help you then to discover more? Yeah, absolutely. I think if people are comfortable with traditional meditation, um, that is certainly one way in which to quiet and and learn to come to a sense of of knowing what is you and what is not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but movement meditations are also very helpful. Qigong, Tai Chi, yoga, you know, things like that can also be very helpful in helping to separate 
many of those aspects that are of your spirit versus others um, and really being able to see and feel those. Okay. Awesome. And hypnosis, of course. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was going to add that one. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing that. Well, let's go ahead and take our first caller. We've got Erin from Vermont. Erin. Hi, Hi, everyone. Hi. Hi, Erin. Hey, Dr. Renee. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Doing wonderfully. I was thinking about the ailments that you're talking about. I have, since I was a very small child, always had an anxiety disorder. And, you know, it, didn't, it wasn't really congruent with, the, uh, with my surroundings. So I actually did some family investigation. And, you know, I'm thinking about what you're saying, that every two-generational thing. Mm-hmm. I actually have a fear of authority. I don't know if it's mine or I'm thinking that it is mine because of what was told to me. A lot of my family has uh, done a lot of fleeting in the past, like early 20, uh, 20th century. Um, part of my paternal side of the family fled Stalin. Hmm. And wow. another part of the family fled a, a dangerous individual. So how do I know if that's me or if that's ancestral memory? Yeah, that's a great question. I would say just intuitively and, and as a clairvoyant right now, um, from that particular space, I definitely am seeing, seeing it connected to a man, particularly on your mother's side. And so yeah. this is, yeah, absolutely. Um, a very dark haired man, tall man. And um, he was definitely someone who, who faced a lot of um, response, reaction from legal authorities, things like that. He was one who who really was one of the first ones to speak, um, you know, assertively against what was happening. And so that has really been passed down into your into your essence, your spiritual nature on that yeah. side. So this definitely doesn't feel like it is connected to you. You may have manifested certain types of behaviors in this life because of it, but it still doesn't mean that it's connected to you spiritually. Um, and so, again, this is something that may explain if there has been some connection or issue in that way, um, as you said, that it's now time to go ahead and start to to separate those pieces, you know, engage in some of that soul disintegration and then go back into new integration methods. Well, you know, I'm not really one to break the law or anything like that, but I've always <laughs> had that fear of persecution, like someone is about to imprison me for something and I have no idea for what. And like I said, I've never been one to particularly, you know, lean towards law breaking. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think you have to worry about that. I think this is, this, this is a good point to break the chain now where you can just say, this just lives within me, but this is not of me. And as a result of that, I can separate this out from myself in this moment, simply through awareness. Mm. What is no longer unconscious is now conscious. And once it's in the consciousness, it can no longer be below. And Mm. so now in that awareness, you can go ahead and move that away and empower yourself to say, this is something that my family went through. And because of it, I I am breaking the chain, breaking the cycle and can move into a sense of empowerment now. Now, when you, when you move through that and you start to, you know, recognize that, okay, this is not me, this is ancestral, and you move on from that, uh, how, how, how often down the road do we feel these little blips of, like, a reconnection of that fear cord? And mm, how do that- we keep pulling that? <laughs> 
That's a great question. Mm-hmm. And I will say, I love that you brought that up because honestly, this is a lifelong process right. that even though it comes to the consciousness, there are still things on an autonomic level that our body still is going to be reactive to. And so we will never really undo the automatic response. It's about an awareness of what the response is and no longer having a fear response to that particular thing that that gets triggered, right? Bodily sensation, memory, something along, whatever your trigger is. And once that's in that place, that's where the breaking of the cycle occurs. And so when it comes next time or the third time or the fourth time, which it may, um, you have a greater sense of awareness and empowerment. So it's always just being mindful until it becomes second nature and then it just kind of dissolves into itself. Yeah, this is absolutely a practice. It is a lifetime okay. practice. Yeah. All Thank right. you, I think I'm going to have to make contact with you for this help. But uh, thank you so much for having me on your show. Yeah, thanks, Erin. Bye. So, so, Renee, I want to then go over that. So recognizing it is the first step. Yeah, absolutely. Awareness is so powerful, isn't it? In anything, Mm -hmm. Um, being able to admit and to to acknowledge and move into something that you you go, oh, my God, this isn't me. (laughs) And you don't have to know who it is necessarily to break the chain. It doesn't matter, you know, and sometimes going and digging and digging and digging might actually create more fear response. So, you know, sometimes it's about let's just separate this from me. I don't really need to know. I went back you know, into a past life and actually found out that, you know, I was literally murdered. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I would have been better off not knowing that. <laughs> right? Right. It's like, okay, you have enough I- in this lifetime to deal with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you got to pick your battles there. But awareness, right. you know, again, adopting daily practice of a variety of modalities that will continue to help you, um, you know, and just keeping those elements open and that portal open now will always kind of help you to resolve those things as they show up time and time again. But the right. hope is it'll get less and less and less as far as a fear response. Oh, that's wonderful. Disease response. That's yeah, absolutely. Advice. Well, I know we have callers, but you guys are going to have to wait a little longer. We're going to have to take another break. So remember, this is a live show. And if you'd like to call in, you can 1-88-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. And also stay tuned for the Weekly Skinny. On this Weekly Skinny, I would like to discuss why it is important to switch up your skincare routine in the winter. Winter brings harsher temperatures and elements, which is why it is essential to boost up hydration and protection. Of course, while still replenishing your vitamin A levels by using a bioavailable vitamin A, which is crucial to normalizing the skin, hydration also needs to be addressed. You may need to switch your moisturizer to something a bit heavier or just add in more serums. You can add in antioxidants, peptides, and vitamins with a lush moisturizer to boost up hydration and enhance the skin's barrier function. Mild AHA, or alpha-hydroxy, creams can also help to slough off the extra dead skin and restore radiant appearance. An oil formulated for the skin may also help to keep the winter's drier skin at bay. And the use of a barrier cream when partaking in outdoor winter activities, aside from SPF, will help aid in protecting your skin even further from having its lipids stripped away from the harsh cold air. Some products I recommend are the Environ Sequence Serum, which boosts your moisturizer with added antioxidants, vitamins A, C, and E, and also peptides. Super Moisturizer from Environ, which is a luxurious cream loaded with vitamins and antioxidants, proven to lock in moisture and enhance the skin's barrier function. Epiance's Renewal Moisturizers, which also penetrate below the epidermis, offering superb hydration. 
Environ's AHA Night Cream to help energize tired looking and dry skin. Epiance's Medical Barrier Cream to lock in moisture and protect against the elements while skiing, sledding, or engaging in that fun snowball fight. And also the sunscreens by both Environ and Epiance. Both offering the sun protection needed during the winter without clogging your pores. If you would like more information on switching up your summer routine to a winter one, then feel free to email me at sakura at sakuraskinandmind.com. Did you know that your skin is your body's first defense against disease and infection? BrioTech knows and has developed their topical skin spray to enhance your skin's natural healing responses and defenses. BrioTech is all about providing its customers products that help promote skin wellness. BrioTech Topical Skin Spray is a light misting spray free of added fragrance, oil, alcohol, and parabens. All this protection without clogging your pores. It's a must addition to your all-around daily skincare regimen. Try BrioTech, a collection of sprayers from two ounces to eight ounces. With this bundle, you can have BrioTech Topical Skin Spray wherever life takes you. All natural and safe to use from head to toe. Irritations, redness, post-procedure sensitivities? Get BrioTech Topical Skin Spray today. Learn more at BrioTechUSA.com. That's B-R-I-O-T-E-C-H-U-S-A.com. Support your skin at BrioTechUSA.com. Real people, real life, real radio. Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And feel free to email me at sakura at lovefromthehip.com with your comments, your criticisms, your questions, and well wishes. Let me know how I am doing. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Dr. Renee Mudry on my show. She is an educational psychologist, associate professor, author, and owner and founder of Transcendent Heart Life Coaching. And if you are experiencing an ailment, disease, or emotion, would like to ask Renee, feel free to call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. So let's go ahead and take our patient caller here. We've got Todd on the line from California. Hi, everyone. Hi. Uh, hi, Dr. Renee. Hi, Hi, Todd. How are you? Hi. Very good. You know, I I found your live on Instagram uh, earlier today to be very um, enlightening, especially uh, with the information about um, skipping generations. So with that, let me just kind of um, talk about something briefly. Uh, I've, from a very, very young age, I've been plagued with nervous habits. Of yeah. all kinds. I mean, it was not just one thing. It was one thing, and then a few years later, something else would, you know, pop up, and then sometimes it would reappear. the The original habit would reappear, and it would just go on and on and on. And as I did indicate in the life, um, my grandparents lived during the Depression, so mm-hmm. that, as we know, that <laughs> was a very stressful time, and so. I'm just wondering, you know, before today, I had always assumed that it was environmental, uh, that these these um, nervous habits were all environmental, all part of my childhood. So I'm wondering from you, what do you think they, the source might be? 
Yeah, that's a great question. And I'm, you know, intuitively, I'm picking up on a woman on your mother's side. Um, Yeah, yeah. And so it's interesting. I'm not sure if it's her mother or the other mother, you know, if it was your grandmother or great grandmother, but it's definitely a woman. And, you know, that's sort of where the digestive stuff stems from, too. And that's something that, you know, I love that you mentioned, since we know it's not you, I love that you mentioned this idea of the environment. See, where we get confused with epigenetic healing is we think that the environment plays a greater role in the disease um, than it really does in a way. And I want to sort of clarify, I am no medical doctor per se, but one of the things that I learned through my own journey with my own health ailments was that my environment was actually not conducive to what I had experienced and things of that nature, even my anxiety. Even though I grew up with parents with anxiety and depression, um, it was not so overt that you know one would just magically become attuned to it. And so that was another thing that showed me that the environment plays a greater role in us breaking the chain and breaking the dogma and moving away from it. So so I think that this is a good indication that most of what you have experienced on that side and your gifts, right? Because you definitely have intuitive gifts and clairvoyant gifts from her yeah. as well, that yeah. this all stems through your DNA. And what is great about the environmental aspects now is through meditation and through um, other modalities of health for you. Have you tried um, hypnosis? Because I'm feeling like that would be something that would be very helpful for you, especially digestive. No, I have not. I'm willing to try it though. Sakura. <laughs> I know a great <laughs> hypnotherapist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. I, I was just listening. I thought, oh, this is great. <laughs> wow. No, I think it would be great. You know, hypnosis was the, the aspect that helped me break my chain. It was. Mm-hmm. I tried many things which all helped get me where I needed to, but it was hypnosis that finally broke that last link for mm-hmm. me. And I was petrified to do it, but it was the greatest thing ever. It's um, very powerful. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. What kind of um, hypnotherapist should I uh, seek out in this case then? That's a good question. I'll leave that to Sakura for this one. Yeah. <laughs> aside, okay. aside from me? <laughs> yeah. Well, cli- I'm client-centered well, hypnosis, so I'd be happy to help you. Wonderful. Yeah. You're in Seattle. I'm I'm down here in California. And that's so completely fine. I do re- remote sessions are totally doable. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, thank you. There you go. Yeah, I did my hypnosis remote um, on Zoom and it was fantastic. Oh, wow. They even recorded okay. it and I just saw my eyes just completely fluttering mm-hmm. and going through the process. It was amazing. <laughs> that I saw after, right? Yeah. Wonderful. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Todd. You, Todd. All right. We have time to take our next caller. All right. We'll go ahead and take Curtis from Tequila. Are you there? Curtis? Hello. Hi. Thanks for calling in. Hi, Curtis. Hi, Sakura. Hi, Dr. Vinay. Go Buckeyes. Thanks for having me. Long time. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Did I go OH? <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I had a question about genetic, genetic aggressiveness and if um, my stress reactions and my aggressiveness were passed down, uh, to echo what Todd said, was it passed down environmentally from my father? Do I have that uh, from, from somewhere else in my background? Yeah, actually, it goes further back for you. I am seeing a man as well who is connected on your father's side. Now, your father um, inherited that tendency as well. His environment was a bit more conducive to the manifestation of the aggression. So his was somewhat, you know, obviously wired, laden DNA, but yet perpetuated and, um, you know, sort of 
Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Reinforce. Thank you. I couldn't think Reinforce, for a moment. Yeah. Reinforce through the environment. Yours is not yours. And so even, you know, one would argue and say, well, you may have seen your dad be aggressive. So therefore, you know, social learning theory would then indicate that you would have learned that behavior. Not so much for you. Intuitively, I'm feeling that it definitely is more intergenerational wounding that sort of has just been connected to you, which is a good thing because it's, you know, aggression and anger management sometimes can be tricky to treat. So these are things that, you know, sometimes can be very problematic if we're looking at, you know, thinning of the frontal lobe, um, other, you know, traumas that you may have experienced as a child. And I'm not denying there might be some for you, but, you know, something intuitively is telling me that you are the one who will break the chain. Um, you're the one who will actually break the cycle. And it sounds like you're already doing that to some degree. I can hear it in your voice that you've already been reading, you've already been studying. Would that be correct? Uh, that would actually yes, I uh, I obviously met um, a hypnotherapist that I'm interested in uh, in engaging in some of that with and um, for for some of the healing. And you said meditation, hypnosis. Were there any other uh, neuroplasticity exercises? Yeah, NLP. You know, NLP mm -hmm. is really good. Um, I really love emotional anchoring for for anger and aggression because within NLP and the emotional anchoring, it's easy to do with with the person who's trained. And what they do is they will actually kind of focus on the outliers of your emotions. They'll take you to a really mm -hmm. high happiness, elation, joy um, experience, really anchor that emotion for you. But they'll also go in and anchor the outlier of anger and aggression. So you want to be with someone so you can do this safely. Um, and, you know, you can do it virtually, but you definitely need to have somebody who can talk you through it because you're going to experience some things. And so when you see that and you anchor that through physical tapping and things of that nature to make a, a neuronal connection for you, um, you begin to start to feel and experience that experience or that emotion excuse me and other experiences in your life and you can pull yourself out of that anger and aggression much faster the more that you do the emotional anchoring so it's very painless but it's so so powerful so that's mm -hmm. something i would recommend and you know also um what we call quantum um EFT. And mm -hmm. so emotional freedom technique, which is your typical tapping, but quantum EFT, one of my best girlfriends is an expert in this. And it's a really fantastic one that actually taps you into past lives to where these traumas occurred for your ancestors or for yourself. Hmm. And so wow. Some of these memories. So, if you're interested, um, you know, reach out to me after the show. I can get you in contact with Jillian. She is um, just world renowned and fantastic in this. Mm -hmm. I did a session with her. It's it's beautiful, beautiful. Uh, I'd I'd love to do that. Thank you, Doctor Renee. And then one, one other thing um, is, uh, I think we're going to talk about it anyway. What are some good ways to pass down good traits epigenetically, even if you're not intending to pass down um, any genes? Uh, it still feels like it would be a good way to live you know, either way. Oh, can you repeat that? Passing I'm sorry. Down kind of good pass down. Passing down good traits. Oh, positive traits. Yeah. Well, it comes through lifestyle, right? And so I was so afraid to have children because I had 30 years of anxiety and panic attacks. I just thought to myself genetically, what's the probability that my, my kids were going to have that very high. But, you know, when I started to move into this empowerment and awareness, and I watched both of my children be these magnificent, empowered individuals who do not have anxiety, who do not have depression, who do not have panic. And it really came through how I was living. And every
everything that they were being shaped through around me, not seeing me overreact, not experiencing anger outbursts, not seeing that, but hearing me honestly talk about my journey and not being afraid of it. So my children really learned not to be afraid of any type of emotional reactions they have because we know that we are all emotional beings and these are all normal for us to have. And so open communication, talking about your healing journey, um, showing them you know, how you're growing and changing is so empowering to the next generation. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you so much, Doc. And thank you, Sakura. I appreciate yeah. it, ladies. Thanks for calling thank in. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. So, Renee, it's just that. I mean, epigenetics empowers everyone. You can take control of your genes. You can. You know, a long time ago, we used to just think we had nature nurture. Right. And then we realized we have epigenetics. And so epigenetics, <laughs> again, is the fact that we don't deny nature biology. See, twins gave us so much rich research mm-hmm. that we could see why would someone succumb to heart disease in their 50s and the other twin wouldn't and the environments were were not necessarily conducive that way but yet when we looked at it we said okay there were some things um, environmentally that maybe were more problematic for twin b versus twin a but when we go ahead and engage in a lot of these other types of modalities like meditation and reduce the stress because that's what it was for me my yeah. disease was always connected to buried emotions, carrying around these emotions of others as well as my own Mm -hmm. and the reaction of my body and my cells to wanting to eliminate that and not being able to do that work early enough. And I'm not saying that those who experience disease, it's their fault or they were negligent and such. It's just being able to recognize that if that's the case, Mm -hmm. we can then reverse that. simply by changing the way we live and we think and we love. And my whole premise is always living from the heart is what will definitely reduce disease. And when we get there and live through compassion and those kinds of things, it changes one on a cellular level. And do you also believe that your ancestors kind of pick the strongest person to break the chain? You know, that's a beautiful question. And, you know, it gave me chills when you said that, (laughs) sister. I love this. So, You know, I was actually really sad the other day because I started to feel that life was being heavy. And I said, God, why am I always picked mm-hmm. for this labor, right? right? Why right. is it me? And I didn't want to get into a woe is me moment because that's not what I am. But, you know, I think now that you said that, this is really nice that, <laughs> you know, were we self-selected? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, because the research in epigenetics, you know, even down to the mice, you know, the ones about the mother, the mothers, the ones who licked their pups. I think they're called oh, pups yeah. uh-huh. as mice, right? Um, those mice went on to live healthier lives, even when they were placed with adoptive or foster mothers and they were licked by the adoptive or foster mothers. They still went on to have healthier lifestyles and to live longer and things like that. So it's not necessarily the genetics, but it's the reaction that they have emotionally to the love and to the compassion and to the care. Mm -hmm. And that moves into our cellular level and shifts us as children and as young animals and things like that. So yeah, yeah, I do think that we are sort of somewhat, you know, very Darwinian in a way, um, (laughs) but on the other side, right? Right, exactly. Well, with that, thank you very much, but we're going to have to take another break. So everyone stick around for more Love from the Hip. Post-traumatic stress syndrome affects people from all walks of life. Triggered by sexual assault, traffic, collisions, warfare, or other threats to life. 
PTSD is a killer. Every day, an average of 22 veterans commit suicide due in part to PTSD. Retired U.S. Colonel Debbie Simpson struggled with her own PTSD, following a military career specializing in critical care. Debbie turned to dancing as a way to heal unresolved grief, guilt, and shame caused by the losses of war. The benefits were so great that she founded the nonprofit Battlefield to Ballroom, a unique approach to assisting other brave warriors. Battlefield to Ballroom has partnered with famed dance company Arthur Murray International to help veterans in need. If you or someone you know can benefit, log on now to battlefieldtoballroom.org. That's Battlefield, the number two, ballroom.org. Life is a dance, and you can give the gift of the first steps towards recovery. Donate at battlefieldtoballroom.org today. Did you know that your skin is your body's first defense against disease and infection? BrioTech knows and has developed their topical skin spray to enhance your skin's natural healing responses and defenses. BrioTech is all about providing its customers products that help promote skin wellness. BrioTech Topical Skin Spray is a light misting spray, free of added fragrance, oil, alcohol, and parabens. All this protection without clogging your pores. It's a must addition to your all-around daily skincare regimen. Try BrioTech, a collection of sprayers from two ounces to eight ounces. With this bundle, you can have BrioTech Topical Skin Spray wherever life takes you. All natural and safe to use from head to toe. Irritations, redness, post-procedure sensitivities? Get BrioTech Topical Skin Spray today. Learn more at BrioTechUSA.com. That's B-R-I-O-T-E-C-H-U-S-A.com. Support your skin at BrioTechUSA.com. Want a more youthful figure no matter what age? Find answers at Madsen Medical Spa. Allow doctors Aaron and Paul to help you eliminate your frustration with weight management. Say no, no to yo-yo, diets, and exhausting exercise grinds. Madsen Medical Spa will do the heavy lifting for you and coach you all the way through to your ideal weight. We offer the latest and greatest in body sculpting and body contouring lasers and devices, high-quality nutritional supplements and meal replacements, as well as mindful practices. We will treat the inside to treat the outside, and it's all personal tailored for you. Men and women, drop inches, not just pounds, and see a healthy, beautiful you. Consultations are free. Results are priceless. Log on to madsenmedspa.com. That's M-A-D-S-E-N medspa.com. Or call 425-656-8008. That's 425-656-8008. Get the shape you want this summer. Become a healthier, more beautiful you. Men, care for your skin properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers their Gentleman's Groom Clinical Facial for just $120. Designed for your rugged skin, a deep cleansing clinical facial is like a one-two-three punch to wrinkles, age spots, and problem skin. Tame those brows, ears, and nostrils. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles one clinical facial at a time. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A SkinAndMind.com Self-help, healing, spirituality, and more on Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and to subscribe and share my YouTube channel and podcast on Podcast One, Love from the Hip, and that's H-Y-P. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Dr. Renee Mudry on my show. 
She is an educational psychologist, associate professor, author, and owner and founder of Transcendent Heart Life Coaching. So Renee, how did you break the cycle? Well, it was definitely a lifetime journey, and I wrote all about this journey um, in my book, and the book is called The Unbecoming, A Journey Within, and um, it took me 40-some years to write it, (laughs) but I wrote it in less than 30 days when I finally got to it, and it it is a science fiction fantasy novel about my life because I didn't want to tell it in a literal sense. Um, You know, it was far more interesting to think about the spiritual etheric domain of my life in that way. And so what I did is essentially started this process of what I have now coined as the unbecoming. And what I felt was that instead of trying to um, do anything more in my life, be anything more, um, cure this, fix this, do whatever, that it was literally about unraveling, undoing, surrendering, releasing, letting go of all the things that I was not, which did not belong to me, um, all the things that no longer served me that were mine, but I no longer wished for them to be with me. And also anything that just was not going to feed my soul in a way. And Mm -hmm. so um, I don't recommend anyone get rid of their children, even though they may (laughs) feel that they don't feed souls, especially teenagers <laughs> at this time. We're just talking about habits, you know, behaviors, addictions, um, traumas, uh, reactions to traumas, those kinds of things. All of these things can be let go, can be surrendered, but it's a delicate process. And, you know, within my book, I sort of talk about my five sort of journeys, you know, um, you know, the loss of my father was so traumatizing. He was my best friend mm-hmm. and to lose him in my twenties at such a critical time of my own life. Um, really set me back. Infertility, um, my lacking relationship with my mother, um, not being able to see myself in the divine feminine, um, going on into um, cancer and also my anxiety and my panic. And all of these things had one similarity, that I was carrying around the burdens of generations of people that were not me. And the minute that I unpack it, literally, I have an activity in my book that's called the unpacking, uh, you know, and unpacking the ancestral wounds and recognizing what they are and Mm -hmm. letting them go back to the ancestor, letting them move away from you and allowing yourself to just, it's like shedding a layer of skin and then some and then some. And it took me many years. It isn't something that happens overnight, but it is a process of finally coming to a sense of awareness, taking inventory of what it is, recognizing what you are, what you aren't. We call that the deconstructing of the identity. Um, And once you deconstruct, then you're left with this, you know, on the table sort of essence of what do I want to pick back up and what don't I want to take anymore? And then you reconstruct into Mm -hmm. a new form. Literally, you become something new. You have to. And that's one of the reasons trauma remains trauma is because people try to pick up the traumatized individual and pull them into the future. And you can't. You you almost have to grieve the traumatized person and take the pieces that are still alive and move forward. Mm-hmm. Once you reconstruct, you go into an integration model. And that's where you get to put it all together and find new kinetic energy and make new relationships. And that's where I'm at. That's the cool stuff, right? (laughs) That's where you get to realize, wow, since I unpacked my grandmother, even though I love her dear soul, um, I get to live my life, my purpose and my path for my children. And I can talk about grandma and I can tell her her stories, but I don't have to be them. And that's what the unbecoming is all about. Wow. That's amazing. 
Yeah. And it's never too late to start, right? No, no. I have a client who was 63 years old and just began her unbecoming and after the death of her husband. And it was so freeing, she said, um, and being able to live her life. And, and I will tell you, you'll probably appreciate this as an esthetician. You know, I'm almost 50 and I swear through the unbecoming, I lost 10 years <laughs> and people th- can never guess my age yeah. and my skin improved, my hair improved, my overall, you know, physicality improved, um, you know, things like that. When you let go of the weight of others, right. you're left with the harmony of you. And then when you were saying you give it back to the ancestor, you're healing it, though, for them, aren't you? Exactly. You are. You're healing for the collective as well. You know, any healing, right, as you know, that we do is not just for our DNA family. It's for the collective. It's for all. Mm -hmm. And, you know, never minimize that you think that you're powerless and you're healing and it won't help anybody. It will help the collective. It will transcend into the energy pool of the world and really impact people that you aren't even aware are impacting. Yeah. And so having fought cancer and still dealing with cancer now, you do truly believe that we can heal ourselves. I do. You know, um, I had one tumor that completely disappeared and no one can explain why. And the only thing that I did was really went into changing my diet. Um, I went um, completely without meat consumption. Um, I removed all um, animal products, dairy, things like that. Soy. Um, went to a very healthy, holistic way of living and began to do the talking to my body. You Mm -hmm. know, I began to do meditation and visualization and energy work where I literally honored and talked to various parts of my body, especially the ailed parts and really put trust in it and said how much I loved it and thanked it for all the years and the support. I know it sounds silly, but it really was powerful. It brought me to an emotional place where I was releasing and releasing and releasing. And it's not surprising that if I'm releasing, why wouldn't my body release? Yeah, exactly. And that also was connected to an ancestor, correct? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So again, you know, my father's side is sort of the infamous side for me with all the ailments for sure. Um, And and definitely pulled down from that side. Oh, Awesome. Well, how can my listeners follow you or contact you? Absolutely. So you guys can find me on Instagram is where I live primarily. And it's Dr. Renee Moudre um, is on Instagram. Also on Facebook, I am at Transcendent Heart Life Coaching. And my website is transcendentheart.com. Awesome. Well, thanks again for being here today. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you to Eric, my amazing producer and you, the listener. You can find me at lovefromthehip.com or sakuraskinandmind.com. You can also follow me on Instagram or on Facebook and subscribe to my YouTube channel as well as my podcast on Podcast One, Love From The Hip, and that's H-Y-P. And if you really love the show and have any questions or comments, feel free to email me at sakuraloveromthehip.com. Tune in next Wednesday at 2 p.m. for another Love From The Hip and make self-love contagious. Go ahead. I dare you.